Welcome to the Decoding Digital Marketing Podcast, where we hand out the official digital marketing manual and secret decoder rings so that you too can become part of the Digital Marketing Club. Now set your decoder rings to A3. Code names are optional. Hey everyone, this is Andrea Fuller. This podcast is meant to help everyone decode the secrets of being successful online. It's digital marketing, not rocket science. Being online should be fun and fruitful, not stressful and frustrating. In each podcast, I'm going to decode all the technical and or marketing mumbo jumbo into everyday language and provide you with easy action steps to try it on your own. This podcast will generally be essay style, so that in 10, 15 minutes tops, I promise, you'll have some insights and a list of action items to go out and test on your own. From time to time, I will interview other experts on topics such as SEO, social media, online writing, branding, etc. So whether you're the owner of a small business, an in-house marketer, or just someone that wants to better their own personal brand, this podcast is for you. So let's get to decoding, shall we? Today, I want to talk about Twitter. Specifically, how you can make some simple changes to how you write your tweets and when you should release them to the world. All, of course, for the purpose of increasing your conversion rate and your ROI. I think we can all agree Twitter is a great platform. It can be a lot of fun to be on. But if we're honest, it can also be very frustrating if you're trying to use it for marketing purposes. It doesn't have to be that way. So why don't we start by making sure we're all on the same page in regards to the purpose of the platform. What's the purpose of Twitter? It's a megaphone where you shout out quick blasts of information. It's Morse code and the town crier all rolled into one. People using Twitter are trying to find the latest information. Sports scores, breaking news items, you get the point. Or they're distracting themselves from being bored while they're standing in line for coffee waiting on a commercial break during their favorite TV show, or waiting to meet someone. Don't forget that when you're thinking about how you can grab their attention. Also, and equally as important, it is the place for the everyday guy or gal to engage with their favorite brand, celebrity, or team. People use Twitter when they are ticked off, waiting for a delayed plane, when they have crappy customer service at a coffee shop, or conversely, if they've had great experiences with either of those types of companies. Always remember that. Twitter is not a set and forget platform. You need to make sure you sound like a human being and behave like one. Okay, so now we're all on the same page as to what Twitter's used for. Now let's talk about the two major things that can help you increase your conversions. The first is how you are writing. Action words. You need to inspire action. Don't cop out and use phrases like click here or learn more. Those are lazy phrases that people don't even see anymore. Ask questions in your tweets and then let the link be the answer. For example, here are two tweets. You tell me which one you would click on. The first tweet, a new report on Apple iPhone usage came out for 2015, link. Tweet number two, did you know 80% of iPhone users have 15 plus apps? Get some more cool stats here, link. 
All right. How many of you would have clicked on tweet number one? Anyone? Bueller? How many of you would have clicked on tweet number two? My bet, majority of you raised your hand and said tweet number two. The reason is because it contains some interesting information. It was posed in the form of a question, which left you wanting more. And then it gave you a very specific action to take in order to find out more interesting information. It caught your attention. There you go. That's all you need. All right. Next up in the writing realm, hashtags. Now, there are a lot of people out there that think that every word should be a hashtag. Or my own personal favorite, they hashtag their own business's name. No bueno. Neither of these tactics are helpful. What you do want to do is include one or two hashtags in each tweet so that you can be found when people search by them. So how do you do that? Well, there's a quick and easy way to do that. You know who is popular in your industry. Go check out their tweets and see what hashtags they're using on a regular basis. Get a good smattering of sources. Industry news sites, individual journalists, bloggers, all the people that are well-known within your industry. Then, when you have that, go check your competitors. But don't assume they actually know which hashtags are the right ones to use either. Most likely, they're in the same boat as you are. So if you're both using the same hashtag that has no volume behind it, all you're going to be doing is talking to yourselves in a very small echo chamber. What good is that? Now, once you have this list curated from your industry sources and your competitors, check it. Use the search functionality in Twitter and see what pops up. If it's just one or two handles, maybe it's not the best one to use. Perhaps you notice it happens to be popular within the porn community. Yep, that can happen. Those stories are best left over a couple of cocktails. But just know that it happens more often than you think, and it's very important to check. Take the time to do the research. Because number one, when you do it, you're actually saving yourself boatloads of time. And number two, you are immediately getting more attention from a quality audience that will hopefully convert for you. Okay, that's enough on writing. Now let's move on to the other main point I wanted to cover. Timing. When you tweet matters, the time of day and the days of the week will be unique to you. Let me say that again. The time of day and the days of the week will be unique to you. Anyone that says that you should always tweet at 5 p.m. doesn't know what they're talking about. 5 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Think about that. Logically, that doesn't even make sense. When your audience is most engaged with you will be unique to you. So the secret is to decode when that is. So how do you do that? Well, there's a quick and dirty way, and then there's a long and methodical way. I'll go over both. The quick and dirty way is to make a few assumptions of people's Twitter habits and test against it blindly. Generally, very generally speaking, during the US-centric work week, Twitter traffic spikes during the morning commute, lunchtime, mid-afternoon, and evening. But we also need to consider weekends and time zones. These are very wide swaths of time, but it is a general framework within which to start testing. Remember, 
This is the quick and dirty solution. So the first thing I would tackle here is to look at your time zone issue. You really want to nail that one down. Your company may be located on the East Coast, but all your customers are West Coast folks, or vice versa. So make sure you think about that and determine which time zone you want to or need to focus on first, or if you need to schedule tweets for two different time zones. Once you got that squared away, you have a very basic framework to work with. Now we can talk about implementing this test. The way I would break this down is to test the four windows of time where Twitter traffic generally spikes. Remember, that's during the morning commute, lunchtime, mid-afternoon, and evening. The purpose of this is to figure out what times of day are the sweet spots for your audience to engage with you. For example, let's take the morning commute, which can start as early as 6 a.m. and go as late as 10 a.m. Start loading your tweets over the course of a month at all different intervals within that 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. window. Over the course of a couple of weeks, you should start to see a trend that suggests where you should narrow it down. What do I mean? You're going to start to see the data showing you that no one ever favorites, retweets, replies to any of your tweets that you send between, say, 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. So start scheduling your tweets between 6 a.m. and 8.50 a.m. You may also see a pattern that shows tweets sent around 8.15 are getting a higher engagement rate. In that case, start playing with 5-10 minute intervals around 8.15 a.m. and see if you can hone it in to a very specific 10-15 to 15 minute window. That'll be your sweet spot. If you keep doing this for each time block, you will begin to discern a pattern that is unique and profitable. Now, don't forget about the weekends. Think about who your target audience is in a very general way. Are they early birds? Do they not roll out of bed until 1 p.m.? Conversely, do they stay out late at night? Once you have a few assumptions decided upon, start testing them. Twitter volume decreases significantly during the weekends, so you have a better shot of being seen by your target audience. Why not take it? It will take about a month or two for you to collect enough data to be able to solidify the times that work best for you. That is, of course, if you're sending out a minimum of four tweets a day, one for each window of time. All right, that's the quick and dirty solution. Let's move on to the more methodical solution. The same testing principles will apply, but the times you test against will be narrowed down significantly because you have a lot more data to work with. It all begins by asking the question, who is my target audience? Once you have that answered and can see a representative of that group sitting across the table from you, you can get started. Most of you won't have subscriptions to large data companies. It's okay, you don't need it. Just a simple Google search about the target audience and their social media habits will be the fastest, cheapest, and easiest way for you to get that type of info. You can also use Twitter's new analytics tool. Just make sure it's not your only source of info. It's imperfect because you don't tell Twitter anything really about you, unlike Google. So the data they have is inherently flawed, but it's a great tool to help you, just not the only one. Armed with all this information about when your target audience tweets, whom they like to follow, etc., 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 you can start building a very data-driven grid. You'll still need to test it and spend about a month tweeting out a minimum of four times a day. 
but you should have a much smaller window of time to test and see data trends a lot more quickly and easily. Regardless of which method you use, you have decoded your target audience's pattern, and now you're set. You can strategically strike so that you're hitting your target audiences where and when they want to engage with you. That's going to increase your engagement, it's going to increase your conversion rates, and it's going to increase your ROI. All in all, you're going to be far more successful online. Twitter is a very powerful tool. It can help you raise awareness about yourself, about your brand, and with a couple of key tweaks, you can build a quality audience. Hopefully you find this helpful. This is just one aspect of Twitter to focus on and start making some changes today. There's a lot more to come, so please stay tuned. For more information about this episode, please go to fullerdigitalstrategy.com forward slash podcast. You'll find all the show notes there along with the ability to contact me. Also, feel free to visit the site to learn more about the services FDS has to offer, along with more in-depth information about the latest digital marketing tips and tricks contained on our blog. Lastly, if you enjoy this podcast, please leave me a review on iTunes. It not only lets me know if I'm doing well, but it also helps keep this podcast going.